Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Before, During, After. Uh, today, I am joined by Lloyd Evans, ex Osprey and Wales Sevens player. Uh, thanks for coming on, Lloyd. Um, take two, massive appreciations, mate. Um, yeah, just give a quick uh, introduction on yourself, mate, for the new listeners and those that don't know you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, my name's Lloyd Evans, um, ex-Ospreys and Wales Sevens International. Currently studying my PGC, my teacher training in Cardiff Met, and also I run um, a business with uh, an ex, ex-player, ex uh, Generation Sevens as well. Yeah, perfect, mate. See, Generation Sevens is, uh, is going really well at the moment. Obviously, a couple of things getting eased in in lockdown. How, how's that going, mate? The the Gen Sevens. Well, well, obviously it's nice to nice to be back. Uh, I think our rugby Cubs classes start a week Monday, so that's like the little toddlers. Um, slowly, we're integrating our. We've got like a relaunch for summer, so hopefully that's where we like re- rebrand and um, that's when we establish and hopefully. A lot more kids onto the program. Uh, we've got different venues coming up as well, so it's uh, it's exciting times ahead. So looking forward yeah. to it. No, perfect, mate. Yeah, we'll touch on that on Gen Sevens a little bit later on. Um, yeah, obviously, um, you took a bit of a different route to get into a professional player. But if we can just go back to the start, mate, um, your days as a as a nipper, I guess. Where did uh, where did it all start for Lloyd Evans? I uh, started with you at Pagen Athletic. Yeah. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, started in the Ath. Um, probably the big the big uh, learning curve for me was probably big help from Pagen College uh, at the time as well. Uh, they had a lot of like the regional boys, Gareth Nicholas, Craig Warlow. They were heading that program up. So um, I finished school, decided to go to Pagen College to pursue more of like um, a sport and PE avenue. And um, that's why I joined the Rugby Academy. And since then, it was a, a big step in stone to helping me, you know, become the player I am today and yeah. uh, going through the honour. So definitely Bajan uh, College was a, was a massive, um, massive helping, uh, helping point for me. Yeah, and uh, obviously um, we had some good days in college there. Um, pretty ha- A few handy players and... Um, yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, obviously, with the Ath, um, started at the Ath. How old were you when you started playing? Uh, quite quite late, to be honest. I think I, I started the Ath when I was under 13s. Yep. So, like, obviously, a couple of us boys played under 12s district together, and then we all just congregated towards the Ath. And, um, yeah, we had, a, we had a hell of a team. Like, probably only lost, like, a handful of games from... And uh, 13s and the 14s, all the way up to the 16s. We had like players like Josh Navidi, uh, Lloyd Ashley in uh, in my age group, and then that led me on to play in youth rugby then for the Ath, where we were double Welsh champions. And it's just the likes of like Matthew Morgan, uh, Luke Morgan, Lloyd Ashley, Tom Haberfield, um, like Reese Webb come from there, Scott Baldwin. So yeah, there's um. There's a good bit of talent coming from uh, the Ath. Yeah, mate, it's a it's a factory where they make a, a fair few superstars. Um, the club yeah. has been blessed, I guess. Pretend the whole the whole borough has, mate. Um, yeah. So 
obviously, yeah, F junior days, um, Bridgend College, and then you were you were studying at UIC, um, and then you went, uh, you started playing for the F first. Um, you didn't go through the age grades academies, Lloyd. Um, you took a bit of a no different route. No, probably. Um... Like I said, like through college, and then obviously I went to, to to do my university degree. So it definitely comes in handy doing education alongside playing sport. And you know, probably I was like a late developer. Um, played my first year senior rugby. That was for Bajendath, and I remember we were playing Bajend on the uh, down Newbridge Fields. Yeah, and that's when uh, Bajend were like ready to go back. They were unbeaten all year. And uh, we beat him down the fields. And that's when Steve Tandy was playing seven and I played seven against him. And then after that, he invited me down to Bajen training and then it uh, it went from there. So probably like definitely playing um, senior rugby for my local club, um, probably going through the mill. You know, you have like the, the big old heads trying to kick your head in every Saturday. Yeah. So it definitely does prepare you for, um, you know, to further develop your skills when you do, uh, when I went to the Osprey, so I yeah, hundred percent. We've and we've talked about this before, Lloyd. Um, I, I I've said obviously you've gone down the coach of doing a bit of coaching. Um, obviously involved yeah. with coaching myself. Do you think a lot of players are getting lost simply because you know they get to that eighteen years old? You know they've been with the Osprey since they're sixteen. And unfortunately, you know, there's only four regions and not everybody can stay. They get let go at 18. And I've seen so many players just just, just lose the game altogether. Like you said, playing first grade rugby or for your, for your local team, it, it builds you ready for senior rugby, you know? What's your yeah, thoughts? Definitely. I mean, it probably is like, because it's like so intense, especially like 16, 18. Like I remember Habers was like in and out of 16s and 18s. Uh, Nipper probably I don't think you get you got picked the first round for Osprey's 18s, but it just shows like the type of players that just keep on batting to be successful. And it's just like there's so much um pressure put on the kids, especially these days, where they should just be you know willing to just to go play rugby for their local sides. And as long as they're playing, that's when they that's when they're learning, I think. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like you, you you know, it never used to be an issue for the for the young boys to play seconds and then work no. their way into firsts. Where now, yeah. if you ask an eighteen-year-old to play seconds, I I know Gonzo to try and get a few of them when they were young and good, and and they just laughed. You know what I mean? But um, what obviously, you what? remember you on the wing, <laughs> on the wing, you Bowley and Peplo, and Rosewell, Rosewell as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like mate, then uh, and like the you know. The youth days, as as you know, youth days, the seconds, and playing for your local club are, are the most enjoyable days you'll probably ever have in your rugby career. Do you know what I mean so? Like even if you're like all the boys now, everyone always reverts back to like the youth days. Like I think that's where like you enjoy your rugby so much. There's no pressure. Like you can just whiz the ball around, enjoy yourself. We always used to win on the weekend, and then just back to the club, a couple of beers, couple, and that was that. A couple of quiet ones off to Cody's. Yeah, quiet ones at home for <laughs> half a week in bed. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about your, your your transition then, mate. Obviously, you went down to Bridgend Ravens at, what, 22, 23? Yeah, just finished. Yeah, 22, I think. Yeah, 22. Um, a year of the Ravens? 
How how did it go from the Ravens to the Ospreys, mate? Yeah, it was. I remember that's. I think that's when Steve was coaching, and that's when he transitioned then from Gen coach to the Ospreys coach. Yeah, and I just think it was the tail end of that season, and then the following season. I think I, he invited me, and I played um, LV Cup. Yeah, so I played against Exeter Chiefs and Sale Sharks on the brewery field. Yep, and um, yeah, played well there, and then that's when uh, they offered me like the you know to sign for the Ospreys. Then, so um, you know, I was probably like a late developer, but it's something I've always wanted to do. So I was really thankful for the opportunity. Then, yeah. So what was that? 24? 23, 24? Uh, yeah, 23. 23. So you just signed your first contract, uh, two-year contract. Yeah, it was, it was a two-plus-one. It was so yeah, yeah. two Ospreys, and then. Played like a couple of games. Um, you know, it's always tough, especially when you add uh, Justin Tiprick. You know, that just speaks for himself. Like double, yeah. triple, and he's outstanding, outstanding player as well. And I think that's when Sam Underhill was coming through as well. So, and then probably like my style of game. That's when I like um, channeled down and started to play for Wales Sevens. And so, definitely like the Sevens game and playing in the wider channels is definitely like more of um, my game that suits me a lot more, I think. Yeah. So just the transition of going part-time to full-time, how did you find that, like, big step up? Obviously, the intensity, um, training every day then, down at Flandarcy, and, like, you're surrounded by some of the best players in the world at that point. How, how did yeah. you find that? Well, it's always tough. I always, you know, I always trained hard, like, when I was in UIC, Um but like obviously the step up from just saying um, prem rugby to a professional environment it's massive. So it did take some time, especially with my you know my weight training. Obviously I was I was always always fit uh, fit player, so that was fine. But I did like struggle to put the weight on, especially yeah. playing at that sort of standard in a in a pro fourteen. They probably wanted me to put uh, an extra. You know, five or eight k on, and it, and it was difficult. Like, and then I think the more weight I was putting on, I was going away from your game, my own, yeah, my own game. So I think that's why I took a huge liking and probably enjoyed sevens. Yeah. You know, so sevens, you know, uh, I look at it and I see it as as living the dream, um, traveling the world, get to see the best countries, uh, um, playing sevens. Probably the reason why I like sevens. More than 15 is because it only lasts for 14 minutes. But um, yeah. uh, obviously a bit different for you. Well, for everyone listening, just tell them what a day looks like. I know days change. Maybe even go through a week of what it looked like for a international sevens player, mate. Just a training. Probably just training, especially when we're building up. We normally have, obviously we train throughout the year, but then there'll be a fixed block of probably like a month block leading up to... To the tournament, and then that's when, like, the intensity the literally just goes through the block into games, running block games, running block games, and then so that's like one session. And then, like, you're just trying to pick yourself up, up, up off the floor, like, a lot of um, a lot of emphasis on the body, a lot of emphasis on like skills. And then, uh, in the afternoon, we'll have weights and then another skill block. So by the time you finish training, like you're literally shattered. But it's all like, especially the sevens, because there's three games in a day, you literally got to prepare yourself like mentally and physically. But it is literally like 80% mental. 
it's yeah. a huge uh, huge game especially like your mentality's got to be uh, spot on so I think that's why they used to cane us so much in training because you literally at like to your maximum yeah and it's so happy you just got to keep on going and going so I think that's what definitely like the sevens training with the skills and the fatigue has definitely made me the player I am today. So yeah, and then take that onto the World Series and like it's it's different level. Yeah, World Series mate. Like um, some of the teams out there, obviously if it, Fijian comes natural to them, they obviously still put the training in. Um, South yeah. Africa are on fire, obviously the USA. Um, you get to travel all those countries. Um, I know you get asked this all the time. What's the, what's your favourite spots to play at on on the World Series? Um, obviously, the first one, like Dubai. Dubai is always class to start the, the season off, but then it always goes Dubai, Cape Town. And then especially in Cape Town, like they are literally rugby mad. Like the South Africans, like they live and breathe rugby. And I remember we played South Africa in... I think it's either the semi-final or the quarter-final of the cup. And I remember us running out the tunnel in Cape Town. Stadium was packed now. And it was literally like a Lions test match. They had all the flags, flames. And I remember yeah. just sit, standing at, at um, halfway for kickoff. Yeah. I could just hear the noise just swirling around my head. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. And then you go from there, and it was boiling hot as well. And then you go to Vancouver, where you're in the dome. It's snowing outside. But it's still like a like rugby's not their number one sport, but like because the sevens tournament comes to town, like the whole city, is, yeah, it's class, yeah. It's really good, yeah. Uh, obviously, um, yeah, like you say, that like Canada's uh, not a massive rugby country at the moment, but with that new American comp and a few Amer- uh, Canadian teams in there, um, yeah, I think they've always been all right at the sevens, haven't they? And I think they'll, they'll yeah, slowly, more- slowly transition into the 15s, hopefully. We used to have some uh, some good battles against uh, the Canadians because, like, we all like we were quite uh, quite similar. We'd, we'd always be like meet each other in the group stage, or we meet meet each other if we were in the cup. We then uh, cross paths, and it'd always be like a ferocious game with them. And in fairness, like they were some tough battles as well. So, yeah, I think that was one of the ones we used to enjoy playing the most. Yeah, I went on. I, <laughs> I don't know. I blagged this one, but I actually went on tour. With like um, a sevens, the Canadian sevens team, we went to where did we go? Um, you played World Series? Nah, nah, nah. If we played, oh wait, I went to the Bahamas or something. No, Trinidad and Tobago with the sevens invitational team, like all the international boys and that were playing yeah. on there. Jared Douglas and that. I played yeah. in their in their team. Two weeks all inclusive, Trinidad and Tobago. Went over there, oh, dislocated, dislocated my shoulder first game. Two weeks Big all inclusive. <laughs> no, I missed. I missed him. Fell on the floor. Um, so then, obviously, yeah. Um, you transitioned out to the sevens after after two years. Uh, four, four years. Four years. Seven. Sorry, four years of the sevens. Um, I mean, I, I, you touched on it earlier. You obviously missed it a bit, but then the transition came. Um, I remember actually talking to you at the time. You had a few different options to go down. Um, yeah. You ended up signing at, I don't want to say this wrong, Neath? Yeah, yeah. Signed at Neath first, yeah? How did that come yeah. about? Um, well, obviously, like, Mike Cuddy used to, um, like, support the Ospreys. And obviously, Webby's big friends with uh, with Cuddy. And I remember Reese was ringing me. In fairness to him, he's trying to sort me uh, different clubs. 
um, you know, all around probably like Europe, which was in fairness to him. Yeah. And then um, he rang me once. He's like, uh, Lloyd, do you want to sign for Neath? And then, uh, so he, he said what I was about. And then I said, oh, mate, come on, we need to, you know, get something out of this now. He's like, I'll bring you back now 10 minutes. He rang me again. And then, um, like, Mike had, you were saying, like, oh, is Lloyd going to sign? He was like, Pesky, Lloyd, what are you going to do? You need to sign. And then um, Mike was still asking him, and he said, uh, "Mike, Lloyd will sign if you uh, if you take us out in your helicopter." And he's like, "Yes." Then uh, he took us out. Me, Webby, I think it was uh, Richard Hibbard, um, went to uh, Cuddy's house and took us out in the helicopter, um, all around Cardiff, Bracken Beacons, everything. Mate, it was class, honestly. And then um, anyway, I ended up signing for uh, for Neath then for, from uh, the helicopter ride. Nice. Did he sign in while you were in the helicopter? Did he, no, did no, he, no. Where did he? But he sorted it out. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Obviously, um, thing, <clears throat> things changed a little bit in Ethan, a little bit down the line. Um, you went on to Ebubale for a brief stint yeah, before signing at Aberavon. Um, you're still obviously at Aberavon now, um, whilst at university. Um, obviously, you've got a fair few of the boys playing down there. Um, yeah. my old man loves Aberavon as well. What 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 makes it such a good club, mate? Because um, I think every player that goes there, if they leave, they always want to go back. Oh yeah, definitely, mate. Honestly, you can't can't tell you how much I appreciate all the support from like it goes from like the coaches, backroom staff, um, the chairman Andrew Vaughan, John. Especially through lockdown now, uh, the amount of support you know he's put in for us players and. You know, it's been a it's been a long year and a half when we haven't played rugby, but the amount of support and backing he's given all us boys, uh, they always ring us, they send us like cookies or brownies in the post, and um, they're always like hands on in the community as well. So like, we were doing like shops for the elderly, so like Aberavon is like at the forefront of literally the community. Yeah, I think it, it's a, obviously a semi professional club or professional club. But yeah. it's run like a community club. Do you mean they're just lucky that they've got the players that are that good? Do you mean it feels like such a family orientated club? Yeah, and like the, the way it's run, it's literally like professional environment. Uh, teams going strong now because like we were we were cut short. You know, I thoroughly believe like we would have we would have lift, won the cup last year, but obviously now we need to build again. Probably to look for the double um, league and cup. But like we're more than capable of like achieving that because of all the success and how we're, how we're creating our own culture and our environment. That just then leads on. Yeah, to it us. takes on to the field where obviously the higher you go up sometimes, um, probably obviously not professional, they're spending day in, day out. But a lot of clubs, unfortunately, you have players that will turn up, rugby's finished, yeah. um, you get your paycheck and you go, you know, where yeah, I find our brand's uh, the complete opposite. Oh, mate, I, I can't express, like, how th- thankful I am to play for Aberavon. And, like, that was the same as when I was playing for Abervale as well, like with Greg Woods. That's, like, the, the same kind of environment that they created in Abervale. Yeah. And then, obviously, signed with, with Aberavon, and that's me done. I'll never leave uh, the club now. Yeah, perfect. That's good, mate. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, So, what's the season... Looking like is it has it got a step back date? Are you back training with them and that now or uh, back training um once a week. 
that's just like um, us boys on the beach, bit of fitness, bit of skills. But then hopefully now this will just lead to maybe a start date in September, maybe playing some games. So looking forward to it. Actually, like I said, it's been a long time, mate, and I just can't wait to get back out there now with, yeah. uh, with that. Yeah, uh, it must have been pretty over a year now since anyone's been playing any... Oh, yeah, literally year and a half. Year and a half, crazy, mate, crazy. Now, right, so, yeah, we touched on it at the beginning, mate. Um, Gen 7s. Um, yep. Obviously, coming from the professional environment, you found a love for the game. Um, you're doing it with a mate, Sam Cross. Um, yeah. how, how did how did the idea come about? How long has it been in the pipeline? And I know it's been running for a while now, but it's really started to pick up. Yes, two years now we've been running Gen 7s for, and it probably started, like me and Sam would be away on the 7s trips, and probably like every, mostly on our off days, we'd um, we'd go out, coach in the community, um, do a lot of 7s with like the schools, uh, their school programmes out there, so we just thought... Why not? We you know why not set something up back home, and we wanted to create a like an inclusive rugby program that offers boys and girls skills just to enjoy the game of sevens. Because especially in Wales, there's um there's not that many opportunities you know to play sevens, and mm. it's such a you know it's a growing sport, it's an Olympic sport. Sam represented. Um, GB at the Olympics so we just thought oh, why, why can't we provide you know that opportunity for the younger generation yeah like you said there's not really really a pathway um, oh, there's no so, so yeah I think you found a, a good gap in the market there and and it'll, it'll keep growing so you've got it in a different couple of sections Lloyd have you or like you said you've got the Cubs which is the youngest and then what's the, what's the, what's the outfit for it all yeah, we we've like especially, you know, we're looking to like obviously rebrand now and like showcase for for something big in the summer. But we've got our our rugby cubs, which is two to five. Then we have our Gen Sevens Academy, and then obviously we have our elite, and obviously we do the girls as well, which is uh, which has which has been great actually because we got Hannah Jones, who is you know she's currently with Team GB as well. And hopefully Hannah can, you know, can get the Olympic Games and, you know, it just provides like another role model that girls can, you know, follow and engage with as well. So that's, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, no, perfect. Um, yeah, mate, I think that's, that those, um, it's a great business idea. Like I said, obviously, um, it's definitely a, it's definitely a market that needs to be looked into. Um, you obviously work in, Working in something you enjoy, uh, working with friends, I'm sure it's going to grow rapidly. As I see on, on social media, it'll keep growing and growing. And um, yeah, hopefully we, we can work together on it as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, mate, that, that's pretty much it from me. I, like I said, this is episode one. Thanks heaps for coming on again um, and getting it all sorted. Um, I'll, uh, I'll get it out in the next week and we'll, we'll hook on from there. Thanks again, Lloyd. Thank you, mate, and uh, speak to you soon. Hey, guys, um, if you're still listening, big thanks. I hope you enjoyed. This podcast is brought to you by Goosey Sports for all of your team wear needs. Um, please like, share, and spread the word about this podcast so we can keep it going and keep growing. Thanks again. Bye.